to the show. We've been on for a few minutes, I'm sure. Uh, hey, everybody. Oh, is that Hi. normal? It certainly is, Paul. Okay. It certainly is normal. All right. This is hashtag the land of uh, technical difficulties. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, welcome. What's up, oh. everybody? Don't turn your volume off. Oh my off. god. What, what a rookie new? mistake. What First game new? of the year. He's already thrown stuff. <laughs> Bills are 1 0, everybody. Can you turn your volume off, please? Yeah. Oh. I thought I did. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> it's like an endless loop of Mario. Nobody needs that. Why would we not start off that way, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to Hashtag Sports. <laughs> Who was it? That's all you have. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills with an impressive... Impressive? I'm used to saying that from effective, last year. Effective. Effective. Effective victory over... Outlandish victory. Outlandish? I was upset today. I got and, a little know, mad. I'm not going to be a negative Nancy. No. But when you expect different things and you get this... Yeah. A win is a win in the NFL. Yeah. Okay? Any given Sunday... But we, I think just the reason is we have to take this with a grain of salt because it is the New York Jets. And you saw how putrid the Jets were. Oh, my God. It was Now, rough. the question arises, were the Jets putrid all by themselves? Or is it the Bills that made them look awful? Well, first off, before we get started, welcome, everybody. Yes. I want to get to two of your predictions that you made on the cold front report. And you knew I wasn't going to do this. I was not going to do this. I, I want to call them out because I okay. thought they were great. So please, please enlighten everybody as to your predictions. I went on um, Jets Talk 24-7, which is a Ryan, a friend of the show. Yep. And uh, I went on Cold Front Report uh, last night uh, doing predictions. And the two predictions that I had that ended up coming true, my bold prediction this morning <laughs> that I put up on Twitter, uh, that Josh Allen was going to outrush Le'Veon Bell. And well, yeah, he outrushed the entire Jets offense. The entire Jets That's, offense. It was yeah. amazing. And then the other one was, uh, which I took some heat for, I said that Stephon Diggs would only have 80 yards receiving in this game. He mm-hmm. went 8 for 86. Yep. Took a couple thumps. Like, yeah. the ball was not on time when it should have been. No, we I all, agree with we that. We can all agree with I that. I agree with that, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that coming out of the gate, which we saw, he had more continuity with Brown mm-hmm. than he did with Diggs because he's been in the offense for eight yeah. years. So, uh, I expect that number to go up. For for uh, for Stephon Diggs, I think he's right. going to have a couple hundred yard games in here, yep. sprinkled in there every once in a while. But um, you know, by and large, I think. Yeah, your prediction was under. You thought Diggs was going to go for eighty. I thought he was going to go for eighty. Yeah. And what did he go? Eighty six. Yeah. yeah. So it was. I, but I, that's what I thought. I thought they're going to work him. But it, we we know this this offense is that very predicated on timing, very much so. So if. If John Brown comes in after playing with Bruce Arians and says that this is the most difficult offense he's had to learn, even though Diggs has been in the NFL, how, how is he going to transition to right. that? Which is going to be a little bit slower, but 80 yards, you can't be mad at that. No, no. And the thing that you you saw about Diggs was his awareness, right? That's what I got most excited about was yes. he not only knew when he was wide open, he was seeing when other guys were wide open. It was like, no, 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 no. Go there, go there, go there. <laughs> You know, so that was really exciting to me because yeah. you could see the separation skills with Diggs, right? Yes. And his awareness on the field is awesome. And and he's get, very vocal. And you get to vocal. see when Brown is a number two, how that affects everything. Sure. But you talk about Pierre Desir, who got sat in the second half. I, no, and reasonably so. Yeah, I mean, it was it was they were playing, and it's hard to gauge it just a little bit for me because how bad. <clears throat> 
<laughs> Mookie will be mad about that. Yeah, below zero. Actually, we already were messaging yeah. uh, with Mookie on Twitter. Mookie. Yeah, don't worry. Um, we, that that knife got buried. So, Paul, how much of this is just the ineptitude of the Jets, and how much of it is the Buffalo Bills coming together as a team out of the gate fast? You know what? I I am super thrilled that this is what Week One looked like. Right, because yeah. week one. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that you know the offense got it together well enough to get past their opponent, and that's really all you could ask for every week, right? Absolutely. But with no preseason, you have to be a bit excited. There were some really great things that I saw, like uh, the uh, the touchdown to um, the touchdown pass to Brown on the audible, Br- brilliant audible on the screen, oh, yeah. the wide receiver screen pass, brilliant audible, checked out, got to that screen pass, Brown all the way. Beautiful call, right? These are things that you expect to see week three, week four of the preseason. I expect a lot more of those. Oh, you do? Do not listen to Brian Dable. <laughs> I was kidding. Now, um, some of the plays today. Yeah. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through some of the plays. Uh, Apex, uh, Daniel, Angry Buffalo Sports Fan, uh, Richard Smith, Tim Ellington, Marlo, Below Zero, as we said, Trust Process, Forbes. Smith. We got everybody in the chat. Uh, bringing up some excellent points. You know, over 40 minutes of possession is, is amazing. Huge. That's it's huge. huge. Um, uh, let me see what else do we have here. Uh, we need to shop for a kicker. Um, I made a comment privately to Paul. I said that I said that Tyler Bass was the Josh Allen of kickers. He's got an amazing foot, but accuracy is a little off sometimes. <laughs> uh, I will say that first field goal. It was in. It was in. But the NFL rules state that if it's above the upright, it's not reviewable, which I think is kind of crazy. I think he's going to have a lot of those. Yeah, right? (laughs) The guy's got a cannon for a foot. But, like, you would think with the air of technology that they can't just go into PowerPoint and, you know, draw two straight parallel lines and say, I don't know, is it in or out? Like... (laughs) What are you going to do? Like, you can't, yeah. if it's above the upright, you can't imagine. It's like in baseball. If it's above the foul pole, it's, it's, still, it's still a home run, it's still right? Yes. But a, a field goal post is not a marker of fair play. Yes. So it's not the same. I understand why they say it's not reviewable because yeah. then you have to say, well, what if half the football is on one side of the line and not the other? I get that it's a game of angles, so it'll never be reviewable, right? Yeah. But it was in. But yes, it's, it wasn't reviewable. So if you were frustrated that McDermott couldn't challenge that, there was their hands were tied. There was nothing they could do about okay. it. Daniel Garvey comes in the chat. He said, Dave will call a good game today, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to vary. It's going to vary mm-hmm. because you don't know what was Dable, what was Allen, what were the checks, mm-hmm. what were some of the things that were going on. But you have to be impressed by the the presence of Allen a little bit more in the pocket today, even though he had a month and a half to throw. Uh, that's see, that's where we're different because right, okay. All right, let's because go. he had a month and a half to throw, and when I saw him make throws to like Diggs as an example, a lot of those throws were actually late. Like Diggs had broken the route at that point and was wide open. Yeah, and he's running for 15 yards. Wide but we accepted open. that. I mean, we accepted that he was. That was going to be slow. That relationship was going to be slower. Right. Than it was, was with Brown and Beasley today. Right. So. Yeah, it's he did have a an absolute year to throw the football, and I got to be honest with you, Cody Ford and Darrell Williams on the right side. It's pretty, isn't it? Pleasant surprise, pleasant surprise. And and I saw Peter somebody, Martinez just came in with that. Yeah, yeah, I saw somebody make a comment um, uh, about how um, maybe it was Greg 
it had to be Greg Thompson. Mentioned that mm-hmm. Daryl Williams is the perfect pickup for compensatory picks, right? Because if he plays lights out at right tackle yes. and he goes and signs somewhere else, those get a compensatory pick do. for him, right? Yes. But it, honestly, the right side of the line was a big question mark for me, and I was really happy with it from a pass protection standpoint. The run game was a nightmare, and I am concerned that the Bills don't have the type of running back room for inside the 10-yard line, right? So I have big concerns with Buffalo from 10 and in. I understand that Josh Allen is their best weapon in the goal line scenarios. I get that, right? Mm-hmm. But from a running back scenario, I, 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 I'm I not thrilled with where they are with that room. No, right no. Now. No, no. I'm not, I, and, and the fact is, you know, you got Josh Allen who, who carried the ball 14 times and combined by the running back 18. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Moss and Singletary both getting nine carries. Both are, in my opinion, rhythm runners. Mm-hmm. Those are guys that... You know, it, you know they can they could heat up and they can they could definitely take a mm-hmm. game for you. But if we know anything about the EP system, the one that Brian Dable's brought over, the the hybrid that he's brought over mm-hmm. from from New England, is the fact that it's going to be predicated on the players that you're playing. So the strongest part of the New York Jet defense was that defensive line yeah. with Quinn and Williams because you lost Mosley, you mm-hmm. lost Adams, right. they had stuff. So the Bills were going to try to spread them out as much as possible, try to give Allen as many mm-hmm. reads as they could. So the run game probably took a back seat because of Quinn right. as being the strongest part of that defense, and I can understand that. But, and you know what? Morse had trouble with him last year. Yeah. He did, admittedly. But now you look at it this year, um, Spain and Dawkins didn't hear their name. Nope. You, you talk about guard, Ford at guard, which we've been pining for for months. Yeah. And then you talk about Williams at right tackle. This is, I mean, trying to get back to the form that he was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. OG Bobby Johnson. Making it work. We're Making gonna, it work with that line. We'll cut an episode later this week talking about the Absolutely. offensive line and the design there. Because I think there's something really cool going on that, yes. that is with the design of the offensive line. But yes. the one thing I will say that you just mentioned, and I actually see Pliable. Uh, I know trust, our Trust the Process says, uh, when you're up 21 points, Josh, you don't have to run the ball. I think he that's a not. great point, he and he's not. right. Right When you're up 21 points... Why are you risking? And this is where I disagree with... Garis had mentioned that he thought Dable called a good game. This is where I disagree a bit, right? Yeah. You're up 21. Your best weapon is your quarterback. Why are you going to risk that when you're up 21 points before the half, right? Like yeah. what? what you want to run the clock down. Maybe you're just playing for a field goal. I mean, right. I can see how you're being but, a conservative and, in that And respect. with the Jets, if I were Greg Williams, I would not worry about Josh Allen throwing the football. Josh Allen is not proven. Like yeah. Josh Allen has proven the first two years, if you're walking into week one, saying, we're going to make Allen play more quarterback than running back. And they're really focused on stopping the run game, and I thought that was pretty obvious. right? Yes. The Bills could not run the football today. I think a lot of that was the defensive line of the Jets. I don't really put that on the Bills um, because it was pretty obvious that they, they were focused on stopping them uh, in the run game. But even with that being said, um, you know, offensive line I thought performed really great. But I, I really take issue with uh, as many quarterback runs when you're up so many points. Yeah, and, and we, could, we could argue all day. Like, if he was dropping back to pass and then scrambled for that and then fumbled it, yeah. that's not on Dable. That, you could tell, was a designed run. Right. Now, the thing that we don't know, and we probably won't know because they don't let this kind of information out, is the fact that did Allen check to that? Mm-hmm. Well, did Dable call something else and Allen check to that run? Maybe. So yeah. it, that's one of those things that's kind of like the chicken. Or the, I mean, who, what happened there? What yeah. really happened? But in my opinion, you're up 21. Let's say it was a called run. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was a design called run. Um, Allen had had like 50 yards up until mm-hmm. that point. You got you got to say, someone even mentioned it in the chat. It said um, it, it was shut down in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make sure I get who it is, though. 
Mc, he said McDermott shut that down in the second half. Uh, well, I'll get to Garvey's comment real quick. He says, Paul, I see your point about Josh running there, but Josh uh, is only is also their best running threat. And remember, when you disagree with me, uh, you are the one who is mistaken. Uh, it could happen. Sometimes. We just want to mention Butcher's Block and Patriots Talk. Thank you for oh, the Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks as that. always. Good thank win. you so much. Good win for the Patriots as well. People, A lot of people thought they were going to be a tire fire. So Cam Newton, two rushing touchdowns. Exactly. He's got a lot to prove. And I, I really believe, prove. you know, Tin Hat, Tin Hat Mario says that the Cam Newton's in New England because of the success of Josh Allen. I think there's something to be said for proving that a mobile quarterback can be successful in that system. In that system, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, I do want to say Buff Hub calls out horrible red zone efficiency. I loved Dable, but disliked Allen in there. Um, I'm okay with... Are we with, talking about the throw to Brown that went in the third row? There were a couple like that, right? Because there was there yes. was the there was the one to Knox in the corner where he was open for a year. He could have gotten him a chair and sat down, and, and Allen... See, here's the thing, and... It, and this is what gets me a little bit about Allen just as a player is you saw the change up a couple times today, right? On the screen passes, they were nice, catchable passes for the most part when he involved, yeah. you know, when he involved some players close to the line of scrimmage. But as soon as he starts scrambling, and he, if he's not going to flip those hips, I mean, if he had flipped the hips, he would have thrown the ball harder. Like, let's just be realistic. He, he had time to set up, which yeah. I don't think he's used to yet. But no, if but you look at Allen, he had 33 completions, mm-hmm. and... Um, Eight were to backs, three to McKenzie's, which is that. Right. So 11, so a third of his passes were designed passes, you know, with the screen game and whatnot. So um, highly efficient. Those are highly efficient passes. That's what the EP system is predicated on. Oh, Um, look at this. I see uh, Believer's Talk is in the chat. Ryan Thiel is is in the chat. Donnie Brook has joined us. Yes, she was in there. Do I know why AJ was not active? She was going, um, it's probably, I think it speaks to the depth of this team. And maybe... With the abridged uh, preseason, quote unquote, mm-hmm. he didn't get a chance to really get the flow of the defense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not, fine I'm not rushed. I'm not rushed there. Yeah. You know, Mario Addison and and Jerry Hughes. We saw Jerry uh, up against the right tackle today. Did you see Jerry getting moved around? Jerry Hughes getting moved around a little bit. And the biggest fear Shocking. that I've had all year was what happens if you lose Milano, and what happens Milano, Milano goes down. And then you're like, okay, well, things are all right. They'll survive with A.J. Klein. It's going to be fine. And then Edmonds goes down with his shoulder, and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out here. Time out. Sorry, Paul just mentioned Milano and Edmonds going down, so yeah, that's what I need to do. And thank God it was late in the game, but Terrell Dodson, not bad. A.J. Klein, not bad. Now, I'm not saying they're comparable, but you survived the rest of the game. No, no. And these are the right? insurance policies that right. Bean and McDermott were, were going after. And, sure. and it also speaks to the the preparation and uh, the coaching of Leslie Frazier. Let's, right. not, let's not discount him. This is his defense. This is what he's running uh, and, and able to coach those guys up. But this is why you go out and get uh, Klein for a three-year deal is to take, right. take over from Milano. Right. I swear to God, if, if I was Milano, like when he had his interception, mm-hmm. any play that he makes that's huge, yeah. I would just be doing this after every play. Yeah. Like, give me a, give me a contract. Like, mm-hmm. That's what I would be that's doing it. all the time. That's it. But, I, like I said, but throughout this stream and throughout the week, we do have to keep in mind, now – is it just how futile the Jets are, or is it the I dominance mean, of the Bills? Because they it's, were horrible. It's, yeah, what their first three of their first four drives were three and outs. Like oh my it was God, just bad. It was they were, yeah, they were they were just bad. Um, but I 
I look at that and say, okay, well, you didn't have Josh Norman available, right? The, the Jets wide receiver group is not great. Their offensive line is a disaster. They've got they got Fant on the right side. They've got Becton on the left side. So if ever there's a day to get penetration with just four guys, it was today. Hmm. Uh-oh. Hmm. You're having a thought. I'm having a thought. All right. What's your thought? Well, the Jets, a year after the Bills, tried to remake their entire line. Oh, God. Here we the go. The Jets go for a Carolina guy. They get a new oh, center. Oh, God. Here they we draft go. a guy. Oh. And... <clears throat> yeah right Brandon Bean oh god often imitated never duplicated <laughs> no. you can't well, you no. can't expect to do what he did no. from last year to this year as yeah. far as the, well, the, you yeah, don't know they, who the offensive line coach is there yeah. you don't know the cohesive as I said but this is the same thing the Bills did last year they just threw together a bunch of guys you got Spain yeah. Feliciano which really is is unheard of like you really yes. have to give it to to the offensive line coach and Brandon Bean because you cannot simply uh you cannot simply just remake an entire offensive line in one offseason. The Bills did. And honestly, they, they you know, you come, you come up with some revisions along the way, but uh-huh. some great stuff there. I, I do want to talk about the one addition to the offensive line that often gets uh, underplayed. Ryan Bates almost had himself a touchdown He today. did almost have himself. The, the first Josh Allen rushing touchdown was 100% a corner pass to Bates. It was a hundred percenter. You know, remember you talk about Pat McAfee, talk about the the, the his touchdown, the hundred percenter, hundred percenter Troy Palomalu. Yeah. It was a hundred percenter. If you guys go back to the New England Buffalo Bills game of last year, where he threw the touchdown to Deion Dawkins, that's same exactly play. The it was play exactly the same. Okay, play. different, a little bit different formation, but that was the. Bates was the extra lineman. On, <laughs> Nibby, on, on. the C-gap. That's right. <laughs> if you guys have never heard the Pat McAfee talk about Troy Palomalu wrecking his life. Good play. <laughs> Are we going to talk about what Troy Palomalu was? <laughs> I saw the angel of death in the C-gap. C-gap. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's seven minutes long, but it's magical. It's gold. It's, it's magical. so gold. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Johnson, uh, Richard Smith. Bobby Johnson, unsung MVP. Buffalo yep. says, not pleased with Edmonds missed tackle for the TD. That's mm-hmm. that was a yep. huge play. Uh, clearly, we need uh, to plan for Cam Newton. He yep. went fifteen and nineteen today. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very modest. Conservative. Very, mo- very right. conservative. But but you, do you get works. to see because like I think everyone once they get past the ghost of Christmas past with the New England Patriots because mm-hmm. you had a very statuesque quarterback back there that mm-hmm. if something wasn't there he was just throwing it away or right. taking a sack. Now you have Cam Newton back there. It's a little bit different, which mm-hmm. helps the line. It mm-hmm. helps the line. Josh Allen being as mobile as he is helps the offensive line because guys right. just can't pin their ears back and come, come right. know that they're coming at a statue. So yeah. in that respect, the New England Patriots, for a few weeks, they're going to throw some wrinkles at some because you can't attack them like you would the last 20 years. Right. So, Well, what did you think today about um, the, the movement behind the line, right? We talk about option football. Option football is – Probably some of the easier football oh, to the install. Pistol, they were running today a lot. I yeah. like the pistol because you gave Davis in the pistol formation. I was like, I I like this idea. Yes. You're taking a big, tall guy. With normally in pistol formations, you have a tight end there, yes. right? And the yes. Bills care what they have six wide receivers active today. So in the pistol formation, which we've never seen, and we saw split backs with Moss and Singletary today. Very Loved excited. Very that. excited about that. So a lot of cool stuff that just kind of went under the radar. Where are we well, you, know, you know how you have Jake Fromm as the emergency running back or emergency quarterback. TJ Yeldon is break in case, in case of, of in case of Corona break glass. Get TJ Yeldon, you know. So that's that's where we are. I do not but, know this guy. <laughs> but the Gabe Davis in the pistol formation—that's really creative, and I like that a lot because he's 
I, I wouldn't say he's a he's a great run defender, right? I don't think he's great in the run blocking game. But he doesn't have to be, right? In that pistol formation, he's there to be a distraction or a weapon. Mm-hmm. And it could be either. I, I love that look. You know what? I What is the one thing that we have actually praised Dable for in this offense? Coming into the game. Pre- I, you're going to have to lead me on this the one. Game, the game plan coming in. Oh, and yeah. the second half adjustments. Yeah. He seems yeah. to be really good at that. Now... You're up twenty-one to three. This is a this is a position the Bills mm-hmm. aren't in. If Dable yep. took anything from New England, what does New England do when they're up by a bunch of points? They start putting in plays. Yeah, they're just not only that the defense yeah. has to plan for yeah. for the following week. Like they may not even run them. Mm-hmm. So you look at the Bills today. Josh Allen running the option. They may oh, who, 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 who. Donnie Brook trail mix. That's what Dable does great every game. You know the what? Trail mix. He, he, I, he's I, got a pocket inside of that mask. I, I tweeted at John Feliciano because he was pissed that he wasn't allowed on the sidelines. I said, "Go up to the box. Dable's got great snacks." <laughs> I'm sure they'll let you in the box. Did he respond? Please tell me Mongo responded. He did not respond. I love Mongo. I sort of great Twitter follow. Great Twitter. Mongo Twitter needs follow. to be in the car asap. <laughs> Going to need a bigger car. Um, <laughs> Just put you in the car seat. Pierre Martinez, Teron Johnson was targeted a ton today. Absolutely he was. Mm. Breaking tables, Bills talk. The screen game is still pretty bad. We have yet to get that going. A lot of what you saw today was really obvious screen plays, right? Like, yeah. it, they were clearly screen plays. Um, well, let's let's go to it a little bit. You got um, Singletary, 5 for 23. Very modest. Yeah. Uh, Moss, three for 16. Yep. With the touchdown. Mm -hmm. Uh, McKenzie, three for 17. So those jet sweeps, it seems like they accounted for them. Uh, So what's that? 56. 56 on um, 11 catches. Yeah. So it wasn't, they didn't break open, but McKenzie's really the only guy that has breakaway speed of those three. So with with those little plays. And the Brown Brown touchdown was effectively a screen pass. True. Very true. Really effectively a screen pass. If If you look at how that play broke down, there were guys downfield who normally were downfield. So that was, that was a screen pass right there. Um, Mask is actually a feedback from Kevin. <laughs> uh, you know, Gabe Davis getting getting some work. Um, you know, I like <laughs> no holding calls, so there's no Lee Smith today. Ryan Thiel comes in. That's right. You know what? Cody Ford looked great. He, uh, no holding no, call. One, one holding call. One. He had a Cody holding Ford. call? He had one holding call today. Okay, I must have missed that. Um, yeah, that's fine. I'll take it. But I'll take it. Him at guard. Yeah. It's Ooh, hold hard, on. Hard to argue with that. Andy what's that? C, what's up, Mario and Paul? Any word on Milano and Edmonds? Milano is a bigger piece than I would have originally thought. The wrong mm-hmm. game will get going. Um, I feel it didn't go well today because of play design. Uh, that and the Jets were selling out to stop the run. I they mean, were selling out. They, 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 they were like, listen, let's just let yeah. let's let his arm yeah. beat us. And absolutely forty six like. Here's the thing that I get about it, um, and at Butcher's Block, thank you, he said, he says, do you have concerns about the interior O line And then here's, here's the deal, I'm going to get to that, but he throws for 300 yards today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's going to get a lot of people off of yeah. the 300-yard yeah. jacks, but sure, sure. 46 attempts. This is not a week-to-week thing where he's going to throw 46 times a game. No, no, Matt no. Stafford did that like four or five years ago when he had like 800 attempts, and, and, and they, yeah. I think they went 6 and 10. Well, so. I mean, if you're Mark, I mean, really to, to peel back, and I want to get to Milano and Edmonds in just a second, but yes, to, yes, to peel yes. back a little Sorry. bit, um, you know, it, you can't say that, oh, God, you know, Allen's got to stop running the ball and then be surprised when he th- attempted 46 passes. If you're winning by a lot, you do what works, right? If your quarterback has a ton of time to throw, the safest thing for your team is to throw a football. It's yes. really the safest thing to do, okay. especially with a quarterback like Allen. 
right? The safest yeah. thing to do is to throw the football. It was working. No reason to stop. Score 100 points. Who cares? So what you're saying is that the offense, Dable mm-hmm. and the offense, diagnosed quickly if they were selling out just to stop the run. So they said, okay, let's, we're going to alter our game plan. Well, I think the throwing. end of the first half highlighted that maybe we should throw more. I don't know. Did he have like 20-some attempts at the half? I thought yeah. he had quite a bit at that. He had a, he had a bunch. But so, at that um, point, normally the Bills had cruise control, and they're just coasting their way, praying to God that you know the team doesn't come back. Yeah. We've seen that happen. As, as far as, as Milano as, and Edmonds, I'll, I'll, yeah. just, I'll just say this. Edmonds is, is a guy that, to me, is the Allen of the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, And that's crazy to say with Trey White yep. over there. But I'm talking about the guy that you have in the center of that that makes everything go. I mean, mm-hmm. you could put a guy on, on Trey and never throw his way. Right. You know what I mean? But... You know, the guy in the middle in there, Edmonds, is the guy that has to get everybody where they need to go. Communication has got to be paramount on the defense, even though you have a lot of guys there. Yeah. Dodson going in there, we talked about it on an episode earlier, where if you bring in a rookie, mm-hmm. like let's say you don't re-sign Milano in the offseason, you have to bring in a rookie. The rookie's going to be very comfortable because there's so many working parts around him that have been here for a while. It's fine. So Dodson, as a Band-Aid for a little bit, mm-hmm. could be good. If, there, if there's a prolonged injury to, to Edmonds, I fear well, what's going to happen to this Yeah, defense. and the truth is we don't really know because there's no tests that are going to come back as conclusive. The Bills don't actually have to release any injury information until Tuesday. So Upper um, body injury. Yeah, it's upper body injury. <laughs> uh, upper body, lower body injury. Um, so the, the truth is we're not really going to know anything till maybe Tuesday at the earliest unless something leaks. But now that reporters can't get within a country mile of players, there's, there's really no leaks on a lot of this stuff. So... Um, probably a good thing, but the truth is that you know it's it's going to be it's going to be a while before we hear anything. Here's my question, though. But the, I I I'm not happy with the depth on the team. But mm. I, the way that they performed today makes me feel a little bit better. But I still don't love the depth on the team at the position. Does this alter how Miami plays, Josh? Well, with the line throwing seventy two percent completion percentage, oh, yeah. three hundred yards. Do you think that they're like we may want to reconsider having him beat us with the pass because? Historically, in his short career, Allen has he beat a you with his lot of success, a lot of success yeah. against Miami. Yeah. So that being said, I and I and before we get to that, I want to get to the butcher's blog. He says, "Do you have any concerns with the interior all line?" I, I got to tell you right now, they don't re-sign Quentin Spain unless they have the confidence in him. Mm-hmm. Mitch Morris was the highest-paid center now. Yep. Um, he's he's able to communicate things on that line. In the beginning of the year last year, it was Feliciano who moved over, who was the center, yeah. and he was communicating a lot of things because he had familiarity with OG Bobby Johnson before. But now Morris is, Morris is there, Spain's there. Now you got Ford, who is next to the highest-paid center, mm-hmm. and he's next to a former Carolina player who mm-hmm. enjoyed some success. So um, putting him in between there is only going to make him better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they saw some things – Last year, which is probably why they went out to get Williams, is like, mm-hmm. okay, listen, he may be an amazing guard here. So let's put him at guard. Let's see how it goes. And like you said, aside from the one holding colony, I don't I don't have any um, concerns about the interior of the line. You better not say a word about Deion Dawkins today. Nope. Dawkins played really well. Played Can't awesome. be mad about it. Uh, somebody, did about, awesome. uh, somebody did ask about uh, if what happens when Feliciano comes back. Colin uh, Kugo says, what happens when Feliciano comes back? but Ford's been holding down that right guard spot. I, I, I've been among the thought process that Feliciano was brought in to be a transitional piece because he worked with OG Bobby Johnson. We see that all the time. Yeah. Right, yeah, that happens all the time where if a new offensive line coach comes in, oftentimes a player from the team that he was on comes with them to help translate to the guys that are already there. Feliciano yeah. just turned out to be 
the best right guard on the team at the time. So uh, the one thing I do want to warn against, though, is a pec injury is not something that once you're medically cleared, you're just good to go because you have not been able to do any strength conditioning at all. So even though Feliciano may come back week six, week seven, realistically, the Bills have 21 days from the date that he's medically cleared to reactivate him. He's going to need every day of those 21 days to try and build strength back up because the, the truth is he really won't be... Uh, he won't be ready because of that pec injury. So even if Feliciano comes back and is activated off the IR, they get three weeks to bring him back to the roster. And I just, I got to be honest, I just don't think that is going to happen right away because that pec injury is going to, it's it's really going to gonna slow down his progress. Okay. Those are awful. Well, you look at Feliciano, though. I just want to go look at his age. Yeah. I mean, 28 years old. So yes, yeah. he will have hopefully a faster recovery time. It's not like he's like a 32-year-old guard, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, where, you know, he's, he's, he's been hammered and all that stuff. But um, a similar type question that we could ask now, you know, proactively, mm-hmm. he asked when Feliciano comes back. What happened yeah. great when, when Josh Norman comes back? Levi Wallace played five today. He played phenomenal. Played, but then again, you just well made today. earlier, you made a point earlier that the Jets – Receivers. Well, mm. no, I. You know what? I got. I got to be honest with you. I'm not going to say anything about Levi Wallace. I will say that Teron Johnson played outstanding today, being up against James Crowder all day. Yes, right. That's yes. their. Ba- that's their number one. He's always in the slot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Teron Johnson held up great. Herndon and, was wasn't heard of today. Well, I mean, you saw garbage heard. time. You saw Herndon right, where he's mm. just running seam routes against zone mm. coverage. So what? I mean. Okay, <laughs> like, it's just and it, it, okay. That's what you're gonna do. That's fine. Is this really what we're doing? Yeah. All right. Sure. That's fine. Take your seven yards of pop. <laughs> whatever. You know. Let's. Um. I. I G Rock says. Uh. When will we see Epinesa? I. I don't think we're gonna see Epinesa immediately because one Mario Addison had no no problem crushing down Becton on the left tackle position. Hughes looked good. Trent Murphy, I thought, played great. He did. He did. He, I mean, one of, one of the first run plays, you know, he was he was in the cutback lane. Yep. Which is which is usually what a linebacker does. He's mm-hmm. in the cutback lane. But you had you had uh, Trent. You know, McDermott even said it himself. He's the hard hat, lunch mm-hmm. pail guy. That it's gonna he's right. gonna turn in everything you ask of him. He's not mm-hmm. flashy. He's not gonna do this. But you know, he came down the line. He read he read the tackle uh, blocking down. He definitely just came straight down the line. Was in mm-hmm. the cutback lane. Something that Nigel Bradham never did. Um, <laughs> but the point Max. is this. He was always in the cutback lane, and which actually goes to Breaking Tables Bills talk. He's like, are you concerned that Ebenezer didn't play today, and what are your thoughts on the Bills defense not being able to – the second part, not yeah. being able to get to the quarterback. Um, I think that's You, that's you can really cause so point. much more disruption, even if you're not, you're not getting there. Like we talked right. about it last year. A lot of people were talking and getting down on Jerry Hughes. He was so disruptive mm-hmm. in getting into the backfield and wreaking havoc and getting yeah. guys off their spot that sometimes you don't need – you don't need to get the sack. Like well, the Buffalo Bills, I think what, what it's hit at the early onset of the broadcast. Like they were like twelfth in turnovers or whatever. Yeah. So some of that is attributed to Hughes not getting the sack and the quarterback throwing and you know forcing mm-hmm. a pick or something or a fumble. Well, I so. think there's there's a play that sums it up pretty pretty well. There was there was a play where and you'll always notice this Trent Murphy and and Jerry Hughes even Mario Addison they'll have a tendency to 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 take a wider angle around the pocket, right? Because they want that quarterback to step up into that interior pressure, 
right? So of what Oliver you're seeing, Phillips, right? Yeah. Exactly. So well, Oliver Phillips, uh, Jefferson, Jefferson played great today. Like the interior played awesome. Zimmer got in there and knocked Zim- down Bell. Sure did, right? So there was so there was a lot of interior rotation going on, right? But the whole idea behind this defensive philosophy is let's get the ends moving to make the quarterback step up into that interior pressure because we've got two guys in there that are slowly working their way back to the quarterback, right? So that's the idea. We saw that a couple times today where Darnold threw under pressure with four guys bearing down on him, two from behind, two up front, a bunch of incomplete passes that way. And that's what it is. The whole idea of, um, and this goes back to Sean McDermott. You go back and watch McDermott as a defensive coordinator. There were really only a few times where you saw defensive ends or defensive players of his really put up a ton of sack numbers. It was really kind of rare. Yes. Usually it was the rotation most guys had between four and eight sacks. Like that was across the line. It was like between four and eight sacks yeah. across the whole line. Yeah, the and only exception the he idea. had was the only exception he had was Julius Peppers. But yeah. that being said, yeah. is that's so you can't you won't have to game plan for one guy. Because you could take one guy out of the game if you wanted to. But right. if all the guys across the line are getting yeah. are getting the same number of sacks, you yeah. don't know who to mm-hmm. um or doubling him, we double him or not doubling him. We're gonna single him, we're gonna do this. So that's a lot of the things that mm-hmm. go through with that. But um you know what are talking about the Dolphins next week? Uh, the question was, it said, um, math teacher over here, Pierre Martinez. He said, what do you do at linebacker if Milano and Edmonds are out next week? So I have my theory. What is your theory on that? If, if both of them are out, that's a big problem. Um, you're playing a ton of nickel, right? You're, you're putting Klein <clears throat> in the middle. You're putting Klein in the middle because you don't, I don't think you really have much of a choice. Right. And you're bringing, I mean, you're going nickel. So you got Marlowe. That's what you're doing. Is that what you were going to say? Speaking of Dean Marlowe. Oh, God. Heck of a special team. (laughs) Speaking of special teams, Andre Roberts, like 60, I think he had like 60 yards for the Bills in total field position today. Totally useless on offense. 100% useless on offense. That's not why you have them. Right. The Bills didn't know that last year. We wasted a lot of snaps with Andre Roberts on the field. But now that we got that out of our system. That's where I was was leading a little bit. I was going to say something like, okay, if you have to to do it. Okay, Mm -hmm. Poyer, in the three games at the end of of 2019, 2018, Poyer was able to come down, play more nickel, play in the box, play Milano's role and all that stuff. He's a banger. He's used to doing it. He can do all that stuff. And then you put Marlowe in at safety, or uh, you put Marlowe in at, yeah, you put Marlowe in at safety next to Hyde. You can move Klein to the middle. Um, if you're impressed with how well Dodson played, mm-hmm. maybe you give the kid a shot. We got a little banged up, so we don't really know. One or two series. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't really know what Dodson walked away from that game with either. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, that being said, they have depth. Plus, you're going up against... Jordan Howard and um, Matt Breida, mm. which is not Le'Veon Bell. Right. So I mean, the Bills were well, concentrating on stuff. Let's not let's not forget Miles Gaskins. Listen, you're all all this fantasy talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, Miles Gaskin was the running back. Uh, played with uh, who's the tackle that we uh, that we like that's on the practice squad right now? Long hair. Trey Adams. Trey Adams. Yeah, yeah, he played. Yeah, with him. Played with Trey um, that being said. Uh, you know, you look at you look at that. The Bills have so much depth going on all over the place. 
you could put Klein in the middle and maybe put Hughes at outside because they were moving him around all the time. Yeah, you could. You I mean, could, we talked Hughes about him could playing, be playing outside. You're we, really right. You, we, Hughes could play. We outside talked about linebacker. him playing he a, had, a Lorenzo he had, role. Well, Hughes had played outside linebacker before, yeah. so it is yeah. possible. So, I mean, he hasn't well, played in a while. But, I, mm. The one I will say that I was very concerned. <laughs> Calzo. <Apex's Calzo. laughs> Uh, he's doing a morning he's, show with uh, with uh, Jeremy, Jeremy from Jeremy. Both of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, the one injury that got me early in the game that I was really concerned about, uh, uh, Buffalo Mafia News says what's up, um, was when Hyde went down because I immediately went rut row. We've got a lot of we got a lot of strong safeties on this team. We don't got many free safeties. And on they this put Marlowe in. And they put Marlowe, but dropped him down right. They they kicked Poyer back and brought Marlowe down, which is kind of the move you expect. Poyer looked upset. I know, I know, but that that's but these the the three positions that I was most worried about injuries was Milano, Edmonds, Hyde. Those are the three guys you're like you cannot get them hurt. What do we see? We saw Hyde off the field today. We saw Tremaine off the field today. We saw Milano off the field today. Those are the three positions on that defense that. Listen, from a free safety depth perspective, <laughs> we don't have that many true free safeties on this team. No, no. But this this does circle us back to a discussion that we had on either an episode or a live stream, which we got butchered for. Okay, Since when is that new? In, All right, go ahead. In three weeks, Paul, when he comes back. Now, does this increase the likelihood that you... Have Josh Norman follow Micah Hyder. Oh God! Teaching free safety. Just saying. We did get we did get that. With Josh Norman playing center field back there, so you don't have to adjust what Poyer's doing. He's a seasoned vet. He knows what's going on. Putting him at free Uh, underneath Hyde. If you had to, in case of emergency, break glass. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Now, don't call me a lunatic about this, okay? I, I gotta be honest with you. I regret having this idea. <laughs> Charles Woodson. I, the great ones have done it. The great ones have done it. I'm just saying, as an emergency, not that you have to do it. That you even yeah. it, it has to be a consideration. But if if he's at that point in his career where he wants to extend his career, or certain things happen, or well, and truth be told, he, you know he's gonna be coming forward a lot easier on hammies than flipping back. You know, like if he's going to be dealing with the hammy injury, it's a lot and easier to get him on the field. And if Wallace is playing at this level, forward, if, Le- if Wallace keeps improving and playing at a level where well, you yeah, can't take him out. Well, you have to on the diet donut all offseason, man. What do you expect? They, they Like, Levi, listen, you got to eat a sandwich or something during the offseason. The, di- the donut We need diet? you above buck seventy-five. Okay, that's the goal. We need you above a buck seventy-five. I, I am just. No more Bantamweight for you. you listen, I'm, I'm just, in case of emergency, McKenzie for cornerback. Oh, that's God. a Belichick move oh, right there. Oh, God. I am just saying that there are worst ideas that could happen. Mm-hmm. Now, am I perfectly fine with Marlowe going back there? Am I perfectly of fine with another Jaquan Johnson? Jaquan Johnson, you can put him back. He's, but he's, he's like you said, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a, a banger. He's a downhill the Bill, guy. The Bills do have a, not to say that Hyde's not. N- no, but Hyde the Bills do down. in the safety room do have a lot of players who step down really well. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I can't say the same for guys who can stay back. So why don't we? Why don't we? Um, Kind of look at look forward to Miami. What lessons do we learn from today, going against Miami that we think are important things to keep track of? Because well, I've got a couple things that from watching the game today, I'm looking forward to the Bills revising the way that they went about today to go against Miami. Um, 
Go against Shaq Lawson? No, 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 no. It's, I, I'm gonna, I'll give you my very first one, right? Okay, yeah. Do not think in any circumstance that you're going to get the space off the line of scrimmage that you got today No. against Miami because they, they're paying their cornerbacks an absurd amount of money. They are going to beat the hell out of a your lot, wide receivers. They're going to beat the hell out of yes. your wide receivers. So what is a great solution to that? That's why I was so excited about the split backs and the pistol formation because I'm looking at that saying those guys aren't accounted for with those two studs of mm-hmm. cornerbacks, mm-hmm. right? You're you're taking the matchup and saying, okay, you can take Diggs, you can take Brown, but you're not taking Gabe Davis. You're not going to take Singletary. You're not going to take Moss. We're going to take those away from you because the Bills love to split out, love to split out five wide, but with like with like with like thirty two personnel, right? They they love to do weird stuff where they go five wide. It's two running backs out on the field, right? What? Listen, I saw a go route to. To Patrick did you DeMarco say 32 last year. Personnel? I saw a go route to Patrick DeMarco did you say last 32 year. Personnel? I did say 32 personnel. They'd be all tight ends the Bills have on their roster on the field at once. Man. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, they went a lot of 10 today. A lot of 10 personnel. They did. Yeah. Either way. Uh, four wide and um, Either way. one back. But what I'm saying is, is that like, the pistol formation, the split back formation, I think is a great way to counter. Okay, Mike. What that? All right, Mike. Oh, God. Split back. Like, you always have seven to protect. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Uh, point being, here's what I'm thinking. If you can answer the question. <laughs> Tim Alec did fall drunk enough to expose the white claw. But it's mango. <laughs> you have no idea the looks you get being 6'5", 250 pounds, and buying mango white claw in the store. It was not for me. I assure you. Are you wasn't. drinking it? I didn't drink it. <laughs> There's 11 left in there. That's the 12th one. <laughs> Mario opens up the mini fridge. He's like, hold on, I'm going to grab some beer. Grabs four Bud Lights. I was like, oh, I can grab these from here. He's like, no, these are for me. I'm not getting up. Well, you're there, there, you, the Bud I Lights know, are still in there. Point being is this. Are you confident that if Brown and Diggs are taken out of the game completely next week, that the Bills could still be efficient offensively? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Does Beasley, Knox, Singletary, Moss, and Davis... Does that give you enough firepower against a Flores-led defense, which comes at you from 75 different angles? Plus, you have to realize, too, if you have two stud corners, you could put them on islands and do whatever you want with their other night. Right, right, exactly. The, the, so, the issue that I'm having looking at Miami is the fact that they could take a note from the Jets that said, if you sell out to beat the Bills in the run, just long as you've got two guys like that, you can probably survive. Right. Well, I, you don't know because he spread. The, I mean, Gallery's even brought it up earlier. You he completed past the eight different guys. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like he's going to focus on somebody. Right. He's going to he's going to spread the ball around. Um, obviously, two of those are backs. One was um, Knox looked great today. Knox looked great today. He's a beast. Um, but one was McKenzie. Those little those little you know passes, um, which is why he made the team. You know, you think about. I know you, I know how much you love Ray Ray McLeod. He could still run that 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 pass. He's on the Panthers now. Let's, he's let's back on the Panthers. Yeah, let's get past that. I think he's with the Panthers. It doesn't matter. Probably. He could be. I don't know. Point being, it says, um, if they are taken out. Now, here's the deal. This would this would be the true progression of Josh Allen, though. If, uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> hey, Max, false take. Minus. Minus. <laughs> now, if they happen to take, let's say Brown has two catches, Diggs has three next week. I'm just mm-hmm. spitballing here. The Bills win by 20. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's a – that's – 
would that dispel a lot of the naysayers against Josh Allen and the fact that, okay, his two biggest weapons were taken away and he still was able to spread the ball around, make reads, dump the ball off here and there, do what he needs to do? Because if you take away those two guys, if you, it's this first test. Yeah. Those two corners take take those receivers out and yeah. they lose. Yeah. Now you're like, uh-oh. Right. What? Yeah, there's a chink in the armor. There right. is. Yeah. There is. Yeah, I get that. Fitz could be one of our top weapons, Tony B. <laughs> <laughs> if Breeze goes down and wins the game. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Stevin says he's with the Steelers. Uh, and for those of you okay. uh, joining us, 113 people on the live stream, thank you very thank much. Thank you for so much. Uh, don't forget to hit that. Now, sweet. Yeah, oh, sweet. Beautiful. Uh, don't forget to hit that like button if you haven't already. Uh, you can always see Yeah, we're always horrible at promoting ourselves. Oh, so God. Yeah. We Listen, hope, we got six kids do. between the two of us, man. We're just. We do want to say thank you once again to the Hashtag Heroes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another successful month that we're just piling on top of the, um, the the big pot that we're going to be donating to the Pun Foundation. Yeah. Uh, Brian Mormon's uh, charity, so we want to thank you guys for that, all the Hashtag Heroes. We know that um, uh, we're going to end up having some uh, Zoom calls with our Hall of Fame crew. So you guys know we're going to be doing that stuff very, very soon. We're also going to be going live on Instagram Uh at randomly at first, but then we're going to start planning some stuff. <laughs> I learned so much on these live streams. No, I have no idea what he's talking about. The beautiful about. thing is you can you can go dual lives on, on Instagram. So we can bring the nation in and we can mm-hmm. have discussions and they all get uploaded to IGTV so you can say, yeah. hey, I was on with oh, hashtag. Oh, whatever, great. You know? Evan got the football that he won. So oh, he did? Evan, oh, yeah, Evan Anderson got nice. it. We had to send so many things Did you send it by Rigshaw? Like, what the... <laughs> <laughs> we had to send stuff. You know the paperwork you have to send to send stuff in And you know, here's the thing, because we talked about this all the time. If you're if you're a fan of hashtag for a while, you guys know this. We really don't discuss things throughout the week because we burn so much material. We did earlier that. today. We did earlier. Today. We had yeah. a half hour conversation. It was yeah, it was great. Great football talk. Point is this: is that we'll just randomly text each other like, "Hey, did you send the helmet? Did you get the email? Did you send the helmet out?" Wait, let me. My, my seventh month old child is. I'm feeding him, but let me get on that later. And then you're like, Paul, did you do it later? Ah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Tomorrow, did you schedule that stream? No, all right, hold on. I'll do it now. <laughs> so, uh, you guys know that this is the land of technical difficulties. Well, Paul and, and myself, again, so. with Instagram, you don't have to have an Instagram account. You can still get, you can still watch the videos without an Instagram. Oh yeah, you can watch them, but if you want to be an active participant, right? And it's yeah. it's it's nothing like because we're right. going to start jacking that bad boy up very very soon. So, uh, for some of you that want to go on Instagram, have one on one conversations or you know two on one conversations, handicap match with uh, Paul and I. So that's what we're going to be doing. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh God, this guy, he's got the the official issued. <laughs> The Bills won today. I'm rocking the title. Oh, my God. You will not take this. Should I wear it like Bubba Ray Dudley? Oh, my God. Put a gun in my mouth. Jesus. We're going to get demonetized for that. Thanks, Paul. Come on. Point B is this, that the Buffalo Bills showed me a lot more today that gives me confidence of things that they're going to build on. Yep. Oh. Breaking tables. Uh, Allen still seems to be holding uh, onto the ball too long. He almost got Diggs killed. Um, I really wish uh, he would work on his touch passes. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I'm not laughing about that. I'm laughing about the subsequent comment by Ryan. <laughs> I'm Instagram for OnlyFans. 
The champ is here! Alright, so... Uh, yeah, let's, let's the, truth, the truth of the matter is, you're right. So, we've talked about this before. One of the biggest things about Alan is his arm is really strong, which allows him to wait... Getting because he can he can wait to the last minute to get somebody to the football yeah. because he throws it so much harder than most quarterbacks can. That window is bigger, right? Yes. The, that timing window is bigger. The downside is he's pretty reliant on that window staying pretty big, right? That's and we saw that a couple times today. The 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 overthrow to Brown, the overthrow to to Knox in the corner. Both of those were a result of Allen just working faster, his feet working faster than his arm. Right? Like, that was, okay. all of a sudden, it's, oh, I gotta go. Right? Yeah, and, and we don't know if, I mean, we, at this point, do you trust, even though Allen's been in the offense, would you trust more Diggs or Allen at that point? Because maybe Diggs came out of his route too early, but still was open. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe that could have been something where, okay, I have this kind of reroute route on this play. All right, I'm going to stop here. And then Allen's late with it. Allen maybe yeah. thought he was going to extend that route a little right. bit. We saw one really big miscommunication where he threw the ball down the field and Brown and checked Brown it out. Che- yeah, so Brown yeah. checked it out. So, that right, that's, stuff, that's preseason stuff. Let's be real. That's preseason true. stuff. That you do work, Very your, true. You work your way through that. I do want to point out uh, just one thing, because Serenity now says, it says, can you dig it? Uh, Stevan says, digs always open. Stefan digs. Let me just say, it is so refreshing as a fan, to not have to rely on your on a number three receiver to contribute, right? Like last season, it was Brown and Beasley in the slot, and it was whoever they had on the other side, mm-hmm. and that's the life that you were living. Now, Beasley catches a ball, you're like, oh, all right, he's still here. <laughs> and he and he, but that's the role that he really should be in. Beasley Beasley should not be the focal point of it all. Beasley's right? a chain he's mover. A, that's exactly yeah. right, and he's dangerous when when you can get him in the matchups that you really really like. Yeah. Diggs and Brown allow you to make matchup issues with Beasley, now, and, you, and it was so refreshing to look and say, "Okay, the two the two outside guys, I'm good. Let's go." Good to spend a long time in Buffalo. I can say those two outside guys. Okay, let, we're good. Let's go. Watkins and Woods were the last two. I could say, "All right." I'm good, but Watkins was always hurt, so you only got it like you only a few games out of the season. <laughs> Uh, so, would you, would you are, are we we're in agreement that Diggs is the number one? Would you agree that after last yeah. season, John Brown is the number one? one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is Beasley a number two? No. Beasley number three. He's number three. So you're saying we got one, one, one A, one B, and two and three? Yeah. So who's two? Knox. Because I'll tell you that screen in the middle that Knox caught that is a play straight out of New England to Gronk. Oh yeah, hundred hundred ten percent. The yeah. wheel route. Yeah. Where he went up and got it behind him, yeah. that is a grunt move. But here's what I wanted to say when we were talking about a little bit about Diggs coming out of his breaks early, Allen hitting him late in this and that. When you play a formidable secondary, mm-hmm. those are either broken mm-hmm. up, Diggs yeah. is killed, yeah. or it's a pick. Right, yeah. So... They, the things that I saw today, I like the fact that Diggs and Allen were building that rapport. Yes. Because with enough targets, I'm, I'm more confident that the next game it's going to be better. It's going to progressively get better. Mm-hmm. But against Miami, that secondary is pretty nasty. So uh, those windows are a lot smaller. So I, I am concerned about that looking at the Miami game. But what I'm not concerned about is I'm not concerned about Moss and Singletary's contributions to the offense. I'm glad they had sort of a smaller day because against Miami, they're going to be bigger weapons, right? Because they're going to hmm. focus on Diggs and Brown, right? So Moss and Singletary should have a really, really nice yeah, day. Too. And that again, you look at it and you say, okay, well, who contributed today? Knox contributed today. 
Diggs definitely did. Brown absolutely did. Beasley had a couple nice catches, right? Mm-hmm. Moss and Singletary, you forget about. Yeah. You forget about them. Yeah, I just hope Dable doesn't forget about them. That's... Well, and you you saw Gabe Davis get involved right away, right? Why do you put Gabe Davis on film in the script immediately? Why why do you why is that the choice, right? You look at you because the first ten to fifteen plays are normally scripted, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the why is one of your first passes of the season going to Gabe Davis? Why, because, why are you putting that on? Because film? the the things that we talk about a lot on the show is the adjustment period for a rookie wide receiver coming into the NFL. Even though you know certain plays were scripted in, in that respect, I understand that. But you want to get his feet wet so that if something happens throughout the year, Brown goes down with a hamstring, Beasley goes down with this, or whatever. I mean, he's not really a slot guy, but the point is this: you want to have that contingency plan there because what do we see? What do we see today? Le'Veon Bell goes up with a hamstring. Guys are getting injured all over the league. Marlon Mack tears his Achilles. I know that's kind of crazy, but. You saw these guys with all these soft tissue injuries mm-hmm. because they didn't have that proper preseason. They didn't right. have the proper offseason right. and training camp yep. to work those things out. So you're doing that preemptively to give the kid work that if called upon yeah. in those months of December and late November, yeah. they're going to be point. there. They're going to be there point. for you. So. Well, it, but you also move Gabe Davis around, which I think speaks to the level of what they think of him as a player. His under, understanding of the offense. He may have been in the book the whole time. That's true. So that's true. You you may earn that position. Yes. Yeah, McDermott does not position. hand that to anybody. Yeah. That's just crazy. Well, I mean, of course he doesn't hand it. He activated uh what a third round pick, uh a third round pick, a fourth round pick, or a fifth round pick over the second round pick. He did. He did. What is that tell for you? for necessity though? You know what I mean? That's well, I'm okay with Epinesa not being active today. I really am, because I, I really don't know if he would have been able to bring an element that they don't already have. Right? It, I, I look at that as, you know, you hope your second-round pick can contribute immediately. And in this instance, right, I'm okay with them not being there. I really am. Like, look at look at that defensive line rotation. Did you miss Epinesa? No, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't no, I didn't. Now, and I want to do something for the chat real quick, and I want you to type it in because a lot of people are talking about Diggs, Diggs being a stud, Diggs being this. He had eight catches for 86 yards, no mm-hmm. touchdowns. Now, we're going to sort through because – Smack. What was that? That's a great comment. We gotta talk about that. Trevor, yes, yes. Let's do that right now because I, I, mean, I can get the digs. I get the digs. No, no. Go ahead, take that. Well, what I was trying to say was that if you and the nation's too smart for this, they've they've they know me too well. But this is what I'm gonna say: if digs, if you said that digs was gonna have under 100 yards and no touchdowns in this game against the Jets with their weak secondary, I would have taken that bet. No, but would you have been disappointed or happy? I think there's an over-under here. Because, right? hey, Diggs is not going to even have 100 yards, and he's not even going to have a touchdown against the weak jet uh, secondary. And you tell a Bills fan that, and they go, are you out of your – you know what I mean? They're like, mm-hmm. you're, you're crazy. He's going to have over like 170 – he's going to have 130 yards, two touchdowns. You know what I mean? Cause just because yeah. the caliber player that he is. Right. And, and everyone in here is saying how much of a beast that he was. I'm fine with his performance because I know how much yeah. of a timing um, – the timing routes and everything, how this offense progresses. So, Well, it, to be very honest with you, Mario, Allen has a reputation, and a lot of Bills fans probably don't realize this, but Allen has a reputation for throwing guys to tackle, right? Because he makes those reads so late yes. that a lot of times you, you notice the Bills are often near the bottom of the league in yards after catch, right? And that's specifically that's specific to Josh Allen. That, that, is, that is a Josh Allen issue. Um, so the Bills are often in the basement for yards after catch because Allen throws them so close to contact, True. right? Because those windows that are open that 
you know, that he might they not catch right away, fast, yeah. they close quick in the NFL. And in college, you know, it's obviously a different a different scenario. I do want to get to Trevor's comment, yeah, though. Yeah, Trevor had a great, great comment. Um, he talked about Ed Oliver putting on weight. Ed Oliver 100% put on weight this offseason, 100%. And we were talking about this last offseason, yes. that Ed Oliver came in light because he was trying to show that he could play the interior on Either a 3-4 or, or the exterior they on a 4-3. had him on three. the nose. Yeah, that's not where he should be. Well, no, at this weight, it's fine. Yeah, at this Last weight, year, yeah. no. No. Yeah, um, the, Ed Oliver didn't have the have an opportunity to weight control. The Bills didn't have the opportunity to get weight on him to put him at DT from an NFL level. So he did struggle last year getting kicked out against stuff. So that absolutely was an issue. But the Bills strength and conditioning team did a great job with him this offseason because the best in the league, he yeah. looks – well, they are the best in the league. That That is a fact. That's not us. That's a fact. Yeah, they yeah. won – the best strength and conditioning <laughs> program in the NFL. So that is a fact. But he was an anchor today. I didn't see Oliver get pushed out. I didn't see Oliver out of his gaps. I saw him pushing through. I, Oliver was an anchor today. And I absolutely love that. Ed stole the feedback from his horse. <laughs> he's, a, he's a strange cat, man. Ryan is on fire today. Um, he's a strange cat. Uh, I want to get back to the, uh, was it, Tony B? Well, Mario, we're only getting eight more wins this year, right? Right. Yeah, sure. And Mario, you guess, what, nine and seven? Tony, I'm going to call you the plunger because you're always bringing up old. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, I'm, my I, God. Here's the thing. This is what this kid has done to me, and oh the fact is God. this. I have to. I have to stay by that point. Yeah, that's true. I would have jumped off that and said 11 and five at the conclusion of today's game. I can't. I said nine and seven division champs. Yeah, gotta, gotta stay, stay with there. I gotta, gotta stay, stay with there. So yeah. I will. I will <laughs> weather the, the storm. Yeah, I will yeah. weather the storm the entire year. That's fine. That's okay. Did they play the West today? No, all right, no. The, yeah. Well, let's talk about their upcoming schedule, right? Russell so, Wilson four touchdowns today. Oh, Russell Wilson looks. He's he looks good. Very, He's good at football. He's good. At football. <laughs> Russell Wilson, very good at football. And we're going to have the, the DK Metcalf talks. So, oh, they should have drafted Metcalf. And I'm, totally fine with the, well, I'm totally fine with the I'm approach fine that they've taken. Yes, exactly. yeah, it's, I'm totally fine with the approach that they've taken as an organization, period, the end. Totally fine with that. Um, so let's look at the next two games, right? you got Miami coming up, and then you have who after Miami? After Miami, it is Rams. the Rams. I'm Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, the Rams are a nightmare. They're a nightmare. But they can put up points in sure. bunches. Sure, So that's something that has to be... I mean, you have to take a, take that into account. Yeah. But with this defense and how they fly around... Fitz had a very Fitz day today. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he completed a touchdown pass. What did you say about Fitz and when he comes into town, he just... He just destroys Dude, I don't the starting quarterback. Like it's like it's just a matter of time for the starting quarterback just is not there anymore. Oh yeah, if you if, oh yeah, if you bring Ryan Fitzpatrick into your organization, you are just basically ensuring that whoever you want to be the future of your organization <laughs> will not be. <laughs> right? Like whatever problem you're having is just going to make it worse at the quarterback position if you bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's like a, a plague to to cuz look at every job that he's had. Carson, he took over for Carson Palmer when he blew out his ACL. All right, took over for who? He beat out Trent Edwards when Trent Edwards forgot how to spell his name. Okay, there we go. Oh, and he took over it. Marcus Mariota when his life ended. You got a case All of right. Troy Aikman. <laughs> Stefan said, "I want to point out that Mario did predict a pretty close result to the one we had today in the stream yesterday. Yep. They won. They won. They won by ten. Yep. I had him winning twenty to six. 
Yeah. So 14. I had them actually winning by more than what they won. I did have 27 to 10 with the garbage time touchdown. The garbage time time touchdown killed you. Yeah, garbage time touchdown. You're not getting hired by DraftKings. Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I had Jamison Crowder on my bench today. That was 36 points gone. Well, you didn't know he was going to have a 65-yard touchdown, the longest of his well, He's literally the only person who catches passes for a living playing wide receiver for the Jets. <laughs> They're a disaster. They're a disaster at the wide receiver position. I just want to give my condolences to Sam Darnold's career having to play behind that line. It is like Mac. It is like testing the, the, the bulletproof cup from Super Troopers being back there. It's just it's stuff coming from everywhere. You don't know which one's going to kill you. Like, Sam Darnold made it through today relatively unscathed. But the truth of the matter is that line is bad. Bad for the Jets. That poor kid is going to get killed back there. That he line is, is. bad. And a lot of people are really down on Darnold. And I think that if he gets away from Gase, it actually has a I mean, somewhat I mean, average line. Have, average line. No, come on. Are we Give him an average line. I didn't say he's better than Allen. But Josh Rosen said seven offensive coordinators the last five years. Who cares, man? Who cares? First Listen, of all, it's Alex Smith who had 17 coordinators no, in five years. No, no, Josh Rosen has seriously had, I think, seven different offensive coordinators. He's been on eight teams in three years. <laughs> Okay. Where's We're Rosen taken. now? He's in. We're taken. No, Rosen's in uh, Oakland, isn't he? Who cares? O- Oakland. They don't have a team. That's probably is in Oakland. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> He's like, guys, what's going on? <laughs> so, what? They're, oh, they moved? They're in Vegas? Sweet. I mean, I can what's gamble. What's Rod Streeter doing here? What's Rod? <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that Darius Hayward Bay? He's still running. Rosen is in Tampa. Okay, he's in All Tampa. All right, thank you. I knew he was thank with an know. offensive-minded coach. I just didn't know if it was Arians or, or Gruden. Oh, Christ. All right, uh, the Illustrator. Oh! And we're back. Hey, thank you so much, man. And we're back. Thank you, brother. Yeah, much appreciated. Appreciate you. Much appreciated. Do you have a question? You can throw it in subsequent to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get right yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, no. Oh, Skippy the Tub Rat. I haven't Thought, seen Pierre Skippy Martinez in forever. Says, Thoughts on Becton. Now, I'm going to – I'll be over here. Because I know you love just destroying Mackay Becton. All right. He's moving the table and everything. Here's the deal, guys. Mackay Becton is a very fun person to watch in, like, a strongman competition. If you look at his feet, he's like a lot of people at the bottom of a pier in New York. <laughs> There's concrete in those shoes, guys. There's concrete in those shoes. But watching him throw bodies is fun. But, boy, does he know? does he not know how to communicate with his... Here we go back to my white what? Clock. I'm about to I'm about to check out of this play and run it myself. <laughs> All right, so Skippy, who's it? We got Skippy the Tub Rat. Are they watch Donald turn up in Foxborough next year too? <laughs> that's that is actually a scary thought. That is a that's a scary thought for me because a that's believable 100%, thought. That's very very believable. It is. That's very believable. That's pretty scary. Yep. Um. No, Elliot, I do not. Do you want to just should we should we should we just tease that for everybody? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's tease that for everybody. Yeah, yeah. All right, since we're talking about stuff, yeah. hashtag you guys always want merch and stuff. So basically, what we're going to be doing very very soon is we're going to be having a little bit more merch for y'all um, on these beautiful hats that we have, yes, these fitted hats, which Paul thinks that I have a dome up there. I don't know. I, why do you think I have an eight and three eighths hat? Oh my, Albert from eight WWE. and three eighths. No, I have a seven and a quarter hat. But I, you think I have a, this dome on my head? We're having a hashtag hats. 
coming out very, very soon for you guys. Yeah, we're so actually dropping these off the print guy to see if he can mm -hmm. put them up, and then we're just going to field test them to make sure that they meet our stringent quality standards. Yeah, they're going to have the logo and the hashtag. Which is basically, does it survive a week with six kids? Yes. That's pretty right. much the yeah. size of it. Uh, but once we get something that's quality, then we'll let you guys know. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely give it to you guys and we'll let you guys know. It's, it's, they're not going to be, uh, you're not going to break your wallet for them. Let's no, way, so. no, no, guys. We, we lose, stuff. Away. Yeah, we lose money on everything we give you guys. So, and that's fine. That's the whole idea. You know, it's we want you guys to have stuff that's you Sound know kind of little code. Ryan, it, we, he is on fire today. I know. He's I been love throwing it. jabs at everybody. I love it. But it's um. So you know, we were talking about the Dolphins. I think that we're going to see a completely different game plan for the Dolphins. I think that it's going to be very run oriented. Mm. I'd be surprised if Allen threw 30 passes next week. Very I believe surprised. that. I think that's very believable. I'd be very surprised if he threw 30 passes. Yeah. It, the one lesson that Brian Dable could take from his previous stop in New England is the fact that you simply can't take the same, a similar approach every week, right? And that's kind of what we saw Buffalo do, was we see them, you know, they, let's be real, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are not perimeter threats, right? So what no. do they do to offset that? They use McKenzie out of the backfield, right? That's what they do. They use McKenzie... These McKenzie on those jet sweeps to kind of mimic what that's supposed to look like. So it the the reality is that Dable's personnel packages stay pretty similar, but it would behoove him to get creative with what he what he puts out there every week. Like if you don't see the pistol formation next week, don't worry that would be great. No, that'd be great. Yeah, get, say, don't worry. Be, yeah, put it out there, make it a look, take it away. Right, because then teams go. Well, I don't, I don't know if they do this, this look, but we still have to prepare they, for it. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you had an opportunity today because you were ahead by so much to literally not give situational football away. Right. Yeah. You you had the opportunity to say, you know what, it's third and one. Let's throw the ball forty-seven yards down the football field. Right. You had the chance to do that today, but guess what? They didn't do. They didn't do that. They did not flash Allen down the field, which I think is really fascinating, and because I don't know coming? why. You think it's coming? Well, do you, is that because they were worried about showing that Josh does struggle to get the ball down the field? Is it a communication issue with the wide receivers? Did they just not want to show it because they just didn't have a need to show it? I mean, the truth is you normally put that kind of stuff on film when it doesn't matter, and the second half of this game kind of didn't matter, but we never saw it. So I, always think so those down the, I always think those down-the-field plays are lightning in a bottle anyway. I always think that they're, they're, they're really tough, A, to complete, mm -hmm. and B... If you do hit a, a big play down the field, that's not a sustainable model for your offense throughout the year. No, I agree. What with they that. did today, <laughs> peppering it all over the place, that's a sustainable model the teams are going to have to pl plan against. And if they could stop it, they mm -hmm. stop it. But those long balls, like the Jamison Crowder, mm -hmm. is that a sustainable play, his touchdown, mm -hmm. that the Jets could be like, hey, this really works? Yeah. Let's do this all the time. It's not going to be a 65 yard touchdown all the time. Oh, even though it was a short pass, I understand. Uh, a hashtag sports banana hammock. Listen, we're not field testing that. <laughs> we'll field test the hats. I love it. That I, one I, you're on your I love how I didn't have to say anything and you were already going to give the punch. Listen, the quality it. control department is not dialed in to what it takes to make quality a control department. Yeah, our quality control department. <laughs> Mario, awesome. try this on. That's what our quality control department That's is. That's true. That's totally true. Mark, uh, can you, uh... Hey, so what do you think of this? Yeah, Mario, do you like this hat? What? <laughs> Feels good. Let's go. Sold. Just Sold. Watch. 
Mario just wants Drew Brees on our team. Why would I want Drew Brees? Ooh, Pierre Martinez. Maybe because the down the field stuff is Davis and they didn't want that out there. That's an interesting thought process, right? Because you look at Brown and you look at Beasley and they're, they really are vertical threats. Uh, Brown and, I'm sorry, Brown and Diggs are vertical threats. Beasley's not really a vertical threat. They tried to put Andre Roberts in a vertical Davis threat role last a year. Six, though, didn't yeah, but it's an angry 4 6. <laughs> it, he but, runs with mean intentions. Well, let me ask this, right? Out of a pistol formation, right, is the seam route easier than if you were in a standard two tight end set? Out of the pistol, can you run a seam? How messy is it to get to the seam? How messy? Yeah. There's a lot of noise in the middle. Well, you're not asking him to go down the middle, right? You're asking him just to cut to the cut to the hip of the tackle and go. Right? Oh, out of the pistol. Okay, out of the pistol. Yeah, out, out of the, the pistol. If you have Gabe Davis in the pistol, well, it's just, does it's, that make him actually a, a more dangerous deep threat? Because, yes, he's starting three yards further back, but the truth of the matter is he's a little guarded, and you're instantly starting him on a linebacker. You play Madden, right? Of course I play Madden. Are you telling me about the Texas route by the running back that you always run? Or he just goes, eh, eh. <laughs> Guys, see what I'm talking about? So, Point being is this. I understand that, but having, that having a wide receiver right. in that position – yeah. It would be there would be more explosion but going up the field. And if you're following Knox, who's running a crossing route, mm-hmm. he's gonna take a guy and he's gonna be turning the linebackers' hips first so he can you get up. You know what there. we need to do? We need to define the pistol route. So if, for those of you that weren't sure, you, you hear us talking pistol route. So the pistol route is where you had a wide well, you had a a, a receiving player relatively close to the line of scrimmage, but behind the line of scrimmage. You actually saw Washington run it a ton with RG three. Like, a ton, a ton. You see Baltimore run it all the time, right? So I just want to make sure that we frame what the pistol formation actually is. So it's when normally you have a single back behind. Continue. It's normally when you have a single back. He's legitimately leaving me. Um, it's when you do have a single back behind, but often there's an up back of some sort. A lot of times it was Patrick DeMarco, but we're talking to a guy a little bit close to the line of scrimmage. That was Gabe Davis this year, um, so far from what we've seen. Um, so the question that I asked Mario was, does that make Gabe Davis a more dangerous receiving threat? Um, the fact of the matter is, if you could take Gabe Davis and put him on a linebacker, you're winning, right? Regardless of his 40 speed that Mario just alluded to, regardless of anything else, if you could put, if you could put a, a player like Gabe Davis on a linebacker, you're winning that matchup, right? Um, and I don't really think there's too much, um, I don't really think there's too much debate about that. Anytime you can get a matchup on a linebacker with a wide receiver, you take it. Um, so the pistol formation, I think, is a great way to kind of do that. Um, <laughs> Mikey Mike, ankle route is glitchy in Madden. Well, what you what did you leave me for? What did I leave you for? You said you wanted an example of the pistol formation. Oh, my God. All right, go ahead. So this is, this is what I was doing for you. Okay, no, I appreciate you that. Thank you mutant. Thank you. Okay, I was trying to give you guys a little bit of a preview for a pistol formation. Okay. There you go. All right, so that's what we got. You got Singletary behind. Um, you know, a lot of people Allen. that that skip in this episode are going to say, "What's Yo XO?" Yo XO? Yeah, well, that's a Y. Sorry, let me put eighty-eight there. Okay, there we go. I initially was using the X Y Z. Yeah. For it, okay, so we got that right there. So eighty-eight. That's an eight. Yes. Oh my God. Shut up. And you're a math teacher. There we go. Yeah, because I'm used to drawing on whiteboards all the time. <laughs> Oh okay. my God! Look at this! All the technology in the okay. world, and, and we got Mario. <laughs> Shut up, you mutant! So this is a play that you can commonly run out of the pistol. Okay, you got you got Diggs running a fly route. You got uh, Beasley running the whip. 
You got uh, Knox clearing out. I guess it's, it's backwards. Okay. This is more official than what Dable writes plays out. Shut, he writes them in the in dirt. Point being is that you have multiple options on this play for <laughs> Allen, oh, and you God. get Davis up the field. Point being, I'm gonna punch you right in the baby. But the truth is, right uh, on a route like that, the, the whole well, goal is to get him isolated on on an outside linebacker and hope that the safety doesn't drag. Right, yes. the safety doesn't stay home. Yes. That's the whole idea. And if you can do that, then you're 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 Where's going to utilize um, you're going to utilize Gabe Davis's skill set. Great. And that's one thing that I can simply say is so much different than the previous years. And maybe we should end the end the stream on this. How nice was it? So this play will end. work every time if you want. You want to <laughs> every single time. It it was so nice to have. Um, no concern about your wide receivers catching the football. I know that it sounds, was. I know that sounds silly and remedial because these are professional athletes. Yes. But I think we could all say as Bills fans that there were times where you'd see a pass going like, oh, is he going to catch it? I did not worry about that at all. Today. Oh, no. There was no concern of, oh, my God, he's going to catch it. It's a spider through a wide banana. That's right. G-Rock, thank you. All right, well, listen, ladies and gentlemen of Hashtag Nation, we want to thank uh, – all the hashtag heroes, all of you that devoted your time to coming to the live stream. Oh, that, that reminds me. If you want to be a hashtag hero, you can hit that join button. Um, yes. And then uh, 50% of all the proceeds go to uh, the Pun Foundation. So we make that donation every month. But, Gauris, you know spider through wide banana is supposed to go to the banana. That's <laughs> guy. Anyway, uh, point being is this. Uh, we'd like to thank all you guys for doing that. And make sure you come back next week for our post game. But prior to that, we're going to have a few episodes that we're going to run through. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yep. Um, <laughs> Smiley, where's the rings, wings and ranch? Listen, that only happens when I lose bets. And he gave me cucumber ranch, which is worlds worse than just regular ranch. It was terrible. You, you gave kids. me gas you station know this. chicken wings. You know this. Gas station chicken wings. You have no respect for me. <laughs> you have, You lost a bet. You know what you were going to do to me if I lost? <laughs> Mario sends me a picture today. He's like, well, the, the Bills are arresting people if they go down to the stadium, so no tailgating. He's got a star jersey. And so my I star text, totally jersey. Yeah, so I text him. I was like, I wouldn't want to leave the house wearing a star jersey and have people call me a quitter either. <laughs> he totally spun it on me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wear the star jersey this year. I can't. Anybody who's wise to the Bills is going to call you a quitter. They will. You're They're just going to get friends. called a quitter. That's... That, I... Oh man, I'll have to take it. It's fine. But uh, that being said, thanks for coming to the post game. You guys have so many options as far as Bill's content goes, and the fact that you guys want to come with us and, and listen to our content is it's amazing. I can't thank you guys enough. We're gonna like like Paul said, the hashtag heroes. Hit that join button at the bottom. We're gonna have episodes all week, and then we're gonna have our post game next week. Uh, we're gonna try to watch one of these games together. Who knows if it happens? Point being is this. Uh, we want to thank you guys for your contributions to the channel because if there was no nation, there would be none of this chaos and mayhem over here. So thank you so much. And we're going to go film a couple episodes this week. All right. All right. See you guys soon. You guys are the best. Later. How do I stop this thing, Mario? And Is it the stop streaming button? Yes.